welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one and only, in my mind, heart-to-heart podcast in the world. I am your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Elanito. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. And tonight, we are discussing Home is Where the Heart Is, the 1994 television movie? Yes. Yes, 1994 television movie. Same year as Jurassic Park. Uh. <laughs> really? <laughs> Yeah, the second movie of the series of movies that Heart to Heart made after their show. No, it's 1993's Jurassic Park. Fuck, Joe's really fucking this whole thing up. (laughs) Joe's Joe's really into whenever the fuck Jurassic Park. (laughs) Yes, it's 1993. His his minute max is going to be entirely about Jurassic Park. (laughs) It's January 1st, 1993. Uh, Speaking of, let's see, let's see if uh, I can tell you what happened in this movie. In five minutes or less. In 17 minutes or less. Uh, in our segment we call the 17-Minute Max. Um, okay. Uh, there's a woman walking around in the rain, and she goes to a building and sees a hole in the ground. She <laughs> says, I knew it. And then there's a crazy old man who's getting super wet who says, I like you. And then her car goes off the uh, tracks or the road, and it explodes immediately. So we know we're watching Heart to Heart. Then we find out that she owned that town and she willed it to Jennifer Hart. Uh, Jennifer is kind of game to own a town. Um, they have a super drunk mayor who I love and they have uh, Roddy McDowell who I also love. Uh, and then there is a bunch of people who are like, oh, um, <laughs> the town's going to die because no one's fishing anymore. And uh, <laughs> there's no money and it's going to shit. And then the crazy guy says, uh, <laughs> actually, they're pumping oil out of here. And uh, <laughs> that's why they want the town to fail. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> it was a good attempt (laughs) i try i try that's mostly what happened it's mostly what happened (laughs) all right joe can you do any better oh is it i'm up okay home is where the heart is jennifer finds out that her mentor who taught her everything she knows about journalism has died and she's in the small town of king's ferry landing i forget they go to the town and everybody's dancing and prancing shaking and quaking and everyone's (laughs) acting very suspicious and not very welcoming to the hearts uh they slowly discover that the town is losing all its money and jennifer's willed the town by the (laughs) the journalist who owned it there's a, a bunch of threatening people at the docks and then max comes to town and follows uh the crazy the town crazy to a cave where, where they find they find um an oil drilling situation with a bunch of evil people who are pumping oil out of the town and selling <laughs> and that's why there were lanterns all over the town because that's the way they were using the methane to light the lanterns and that was the hint uh they abduct jennifer and max and they pinch max a bunch of times and he squeals and then <laughs> the guy tries to shoot at him but the sheriff of the town shoots the guy in the back and saves their lives and then they kiss on a bridge at the end oh my god i forgot about the bridge yeah. The mm. most important element of the entire episode. That beautiful bridge. <laughs> All right, Ellen. All right. Dazzle us. <laughs> <laughs> Why start now? Home is where the heart is. So it's pouring rain and there's a lady in a hood and she's poking around 
I can't remember. And then she's like, aha, I'm onto it. And then uh, there's a guy named Charlie and he's all wet. And so it's spooky, kind of like, I know what you did last summer, but mm-hmm. scary. And so then um, somebody fucked with that lady's car and she uh, dies in a horrible car accident. Turns out Jennifer Hart worked at the newspaper owned and run by this woman in the town of Kingman's Ferry. And so she finds out that her mentor is dead. They don't know that she's been murdered yet. And they go to the town. It's really sad. But then at the funeral, everybody is, well, there's a crazy town eccentric screaming at everyone who pulls into town. And then they go to the funeral and everybody's like, we're the white people, disgruntled white people of Kingman's Ferry. And we are giving you uh, Wicker Man vibes. I was going to the whole oil thing. But like, suffice to say, there's like a lot of gas lamps a guy legit named Captain Jack. And then every <laughs> night they have these crazy Oompa concerts, which seems horrible. <laughs> the end. The town's very surf and turf. <laughs> that really, you, <laughs> yours really nailed how I felt about this, this movie. <laughs> this episode. The, the exasperation and the, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the rapid fire. Like I, I completely missed the whole gas lamp thing. Um. Oh, like completely missed it. I missed a lot. I had to watch this episode like three times to understand what was happening. I I do think that the crime in this episode is kind of amazing. And by the way, how did none of us mention the fact that there's a random character of a woman who actually is squatting in the form in the newspaper office with her child, who is clearly the kid from the bad seed. If I may go completely wicker man era Mm -hmm. the kid is the bad seed it's nightmarish it's Mm -hmm. the scariest part of the episode Mm -hmm. Roddy mcdowell is there and he is delightful and then preposterously jeremy the town attorney and he's the person that has to tell jennifer all these things like oh yeah um eleanor left you at town you don't have to take it but if you don't take it by the way we're fucked so think about whether or not you want to take it because if you don't were fucked mm. and there's like a lot of menacing small town sign painting and a lot of glowering mm. there's you can't like you do your minute max ellen <laughs> <laughs> oh yes you can this is the movie the movies have left the rules completely out <laughs> yeah. giving the context i i actually have a lot of thoughts about this but i feel like the squatting newspaper lady <laughs> I have one little thing to say about her, uh, but I was going to say it after the Sisler community players tell us everything that we lost myself. (laughs) (laughs) The heart is like I just have a lot of thoughts about it. I have so many thoughts. Sisler Community Playoffs probably presents Home is Where the Heart Is. Come on, Eric. That alone takes 30 seconds. We open with Jonathan and Jennifer defiling the hot tub. Are we sure it's just Roger's ranch that's rising? Jennifer discovers her mentor was killed in a car accident. The hearts traveled to New England to attend the funeral because their bath salts got sent to Bacopa. Dr. Cornelius (laughs) saves them from the pitchfork and torch brigade and tells Jennifer's prize, Kingman's Ferry is yours. The hearts pay a visit to the drunken mayor and he warns them that mayhem abounds. The town saviors Captain Jack, who fits nicely into the iperv on Jennifer Club. Jonathan and Jennifer meet them yeah, mouse's <laughs> news editor of all time. Jennifer decides to write an article to save the town. Warning, annoying child alert. Charlie the town loony is more than meets the eye. The heart's room is broken into, and Ramsey McLeish says it's just punk kids. <laughs> but the heart's ain't falling for that, bitch. The hearts suspect trouble, but no one believes them. Jonathan and Jennifer attend a barn dance to get more info. The mayor turns up dead, and even in BFE New England, the cops have no clue. Jonathan and Jennifer call for backup. Is that Max or Quint? Our phone lines are open. Uh-huh. Someone tampers with their brakes. 
Again. Again. <laughs> and they discover that Eleanor Biddlecombe was murdered. Thanks to Max, the hearts discover Crazy Charlie was a former FBI agent who's discovered underground caves. This is all about stealing natural resources from the town and covering it up with generosity. Spoiler alert, Smooth Captain Jack is a really bad guy. Bad guy confrontation time as the sons of Hinge kidnap <laughs> Jennifer and Max. Charlie gets shot. Jonathan Harpitch slaps Clayton Farlow from Dallas, and the police chief puts Captain Jack in her <laughs> dry dock. Hey, hi, Ohio. Welcome to the Eos Murder Podcast. You're going to love it. The end. <laughs> Welcome to the Eos Murder Podcast. You're going to love it. Hey, Ohio. <laughs> uh, thank you, Thanks, sister sisters. community players. Amazing. Everybody is doing I mean, where top to notch work here. Thank you for your minute where maxes. To... Where your what? minutes, Max? Can I talk about the drunk mayor first of all? Yes, Mayor Trout. I love Mayor I Trout. I found Mayor Trout's drinking problem to be disturbing <laughs> and upsetting. I found it to be relatable. <laughs> <laughs> He's so hilarious when he when they wake him up when they first go into his <laughs> office. <laughs> Whoa, what's going on? <laughs> he scream wakes up. It yeah. was the best. Oh. I loved every. I was genuinely bummed when he. Spoiler alert: He gets murdered. Mm. (laughs) Took a long walk off a short pier. (laughs) He did take a long walk off a short pier. I I have one of my notes is literally: I love Mayor Trout. (laughs) Oh my god, that's so funny! I just found it upsetting. Yeah, he. And then there's a scene where they cut to him with Jonathan like holding him in the shower yes. to sober him up, but it's unclear what's happening. And I was, I yeah. was not clear about what was happening. How did he re-watch. get, how did they, I mean, I know how he died, but how did they get him? Oh, through the thing. Never mind. I just figured out part of the plot. Myself, <laughs> just that. Okay. The okay. 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 Yeah. Um, the plot is very confusing to me still. I don't didn't find it confusing. I just found it like that there was a lot. Yeah, but I thought was it was lot. kind of like a, a missing Goonies episode of sorts. I mm-hmm. thought ultimately, like I don't have any real complaints about the plot. I have some confusion and upset feelings about some of the characters, but that's not new for me with Heart to Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I always want to see Roddy McDowell. Yes, I am sort of haunted by the character character of the town eccentric who then later thank god they give context to that character Mm -hmm. after they try to convince us that he's bad we know he's not bad how could charlie the town eccentric be bad but he is um a traumatized former like career fbi agent who quite simply just saw some shit he can't forget yeah and he is investigating the murder of his dear friend or perhaps his romantic interest that's that was not made clear but he clearly loved eleanor mm. biddle bid so it was really moving eleanor biddlecomb, biddlecomb. Uh, biddlecomb. I, sorry i'm not from new england i got that from the their first creepy interaction that he was oh. he was amorous of of eleanor that he loved eleanor she's like i gotta put on my hood and like Haul ass in the rain. I'm so yeah, of course, oh, yeah. Ellen. You were like, you know that I was like, oh my god, there is a woman, an old woman in a black cloak with a hood, right? Roaming Let the witches commence. Yes, roaming around in the rain at night, and yeah. she goes into a museum, 
and there's a diving bell and there's a yeah. fu- right. like all this shit and, and she finds a hole in the ground with a ladder and I was and she says I knew and then, it and I'm and like oh my god Scooby done yeah, yeah. I was and I, <laughs> I I I instantly was like can this please be a cult. Hmm. No, you guys, you guys always cult. want cults. Which yeah. I appreciate. Oh, like you don't. I respect that. As if you don't. Cults aren't my favorite. I wanted um, Coven. Oh yeah. What's the difference, really? <laughs> like, what's the difference? I just wanted it to be like a little bit more Salem's Lot than it ended up being. But like a, co- a Coven is a little more ex- expert than, than a cult. <laughs> Cults will take anybody. <laughs> if you just dim the lights two clicks and added somebody with a hook hand. This episode would have had a well, lot of appeal for yeah. me. Someone kind of had a hook hand later on in the episode. One of those fishermen. Well, they guys. had a hook in their hand. In their hand, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is somewhat of a hook hand. Sort of a bargain version, a low commitment <laughs> yeah. level yeah. hook hand. Sort of low commitment <laughs> level. To pick up a hook <laughs> yeah. in your hand and be like, ah. I still have all my digits, though. Yeah, <laughs> I still have like, all my fingers. <laughs> although they were going to murder three people after already murdering two other people. Yeah. And in a town the size of Kingman's Ferry, mm-hmm. I mean, that's seems like a big population decline <laughs> everyone seemed to know that they were in new england except for us i asked I, it's in my notes are we in new england <laughs> i was like yeah. where is this i thought we were in in actual england and eric was like no it's in like northern california it's like no it's it's just the village down the street from cabot cove it was filmed in bodega bay which is where the birds was filmed yeah uh, oh. and it's it, i did also think like are they really doing a cabot cove thing like are they like jealous of murder she wrote <laughs> bless you uh, um but yeah it was it, i i had the same like i missed whatever sentence uh, was that it was New England, and then it was Roddy say, McDowell. Actually. It was Roddy McDowell's accent that he was doing. That I was like, "Is mm. this supposed to be New England?" He looks incredible. He was in great, this, and he is amazing. He doesn't miss a beat, and I love that. There's a thing where someone breaks into the Hearts' overly decorated New England Airbnb situation, or the Country Inn, or whatever it is, and paints the classic sign that people in small towns always paint when you're fucking up their criminal enterprise, you know, it's like go away or get, get, get out now, get, get gone, get, get out of here in <laughs> red paint, which is the only tool that people in small towns ever have to threaten you with mm-hmm. that or scarecrows or like yowling cats. But so I so love your Roddy McDowell dead panning it when the hearts go looking for him. Oh yeah. And he's in the backyard of his incredibly beautiful um home and law office and he's painting a sign for the the fall fling. But of course he's same. using the exact same paint and it's just so dumb and funny. Yeah. Um it's just such a barely there red herring, but the the way that he acts is amazing because he gives them so much background on why he would be painting signs that it becomes bizarre yeah. and actually doubly fascinating. And to me, where then I kind himself. of wished he was a murderer. Yeah, and he's like in that scene, he says, "I don't, I don't solve problems; I make them," or something like that. It's like a very threatening. But he has a lot of ominous little things. Then he goes into their room when they're not there, and then tells them all about it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. to leave a that was weird telegram, that to was, leave a yeah, he's like he's like Eleanor. so i went into your room because you know like because this 
thing was like so i mean i totally just didn't want to leave it anywhere else and like i thought it would be totally cool with that like yeah. oh god here you are People. i was in your room and then uh there's some broken <laughs> shit in your room that doesn't make sense i also love especially that when jennifer and jonathan walk into their room Jennifer's talking about how generous and welcoming the town is. She's going to use it in her article, and she walks into the room and it says, "Get out now!" in giant red letters above the bed. Just so funny and amazing. I mean, the "get out now" is just a great classic small yeah. town hate hate uh, stunt, and I have to love it every time. Yeah, every time. The I love it. funniest thing about that though is how, like Ellen, you know how to you know you both of you. Uh, are aware of how paint works and using paintbrushes and Thank stuff. Thank you, Eric. Yes. I am aware. Uh, of I, I would, I would have just like scrawled, <laughs> "Get out now!" Uh-huh. In whatever, whatever I possibly could. Whoever painted this was a sign painter and like did a really good job. Like the G had a serif. <laughs> it was. I know, kind of it's nice. not. It's not a horror movie hate stunt. Exactly. Morning. There was no dripping red. There was. Yeah, it was like. It's not. Kill the pigs. Yeah, yes. it's not helter skelter. Right. That's if it was spray paint, it would have been more so menacing. Yeah. That, yes. But it also in a town like that, you'd be like, wait, where would they get spray? Where paint? exactly? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like unless we were at Miller's Hardware Store and he was conspicuously <laughs> stalking spray paint. Yeah. Someone must have brought this work, from right? San Francisco. It's funny because <laughs> the the lawyer who was doing the sign the next day. That sign looked very helter skelter and murdery. It was like very <laughs> rough. Ball fling. Yeah, it looked like Ball when fling. I would make bake sale signs in high school, and then like the the word sale gets real. Yeah, nice. yeah. And he was like, I I double as the town sign painter. I was confused because I was like, there's no one that can find a. No one can paint a better sign than that. No one can. No one can sucks. do the alphabet better yeah. than that. It's, it's po- the alphabet. Better than a population F- of thirty A-L-L people. Yeah, and like it's it was all warped and wrinkled. It was just horrible. I feel like everyone in town probably was still asleep because they're up all night watching gaslit oompa concerts in the town square every night. Every week. That's the scariest, weirdest thing of all. Is that Captain Jack? is allowed to think it is a great thing for him to have live admittedly great live musicians getting paid that's cool but aren't you living in that town because you just want to be left alone or you're a crazy murderer or you fucking want peace and quiet yeah this town of squalor where they have live music every single night yeah it's it, they, and a greyhound bus that comes regularly yeah they could have made it more of an artsy Communy place to explain because I I was <laughs> I'm sorry but I was taken out of it with the con- live music every every <laughs> week night like, what yeah <laughs> I was like that would make me so tired that's someone yeah. would 100 one not everybody would go like everybody no. would be like I am not right. going to this shit again yeah like, I just I went last how night loud would it be <laughs> yeah yeah you can't really do anything else and also what is the repertoire of this fucking band like. Are you telling me they're playing new shit every well, night? I got mad because I was like, this this town needs to pick a lane. Are you surf or are you turf? Because are you like farmers <laughs> or are you fishermen? Because if I'm if if you're a fisherman town, which is what they were positing yes. at the beginning, you would be doing sea shanty style 
off like on the beach whatever on the pier dance nights like that but they were doing very farm based dance mm-hmm. nights as if they were like in ohio very wicker manny very like landlocked sort of fall fling and i that made me mad yeah do a it, um, i love that we all had a problem with this yeah, <laughs> that makes me so happy because i was like am i gonna sound like an asshole nitpicking on the live music every night also no that is one of the weirdest things ever it's i weird. was just like what what mm-hmm. like i really sat with it for way longer than i think the people who wrote the script meant me to <laughs> or, but, or the people that wrote the script sat with it <laughs> but then when it's a device because okay so we have to acknowledge that the live music happens in the glow of the gas lamps because it is disguising mm-hmm. this late night oil um the operation methane. and so the sound of the insane oompa late night oompa concert covers up the sound of the machinery pumping the oil oh. and the gas how do the ways I they figure out something's entirely. up with the gas right is is that because she they find Jonathan says you should look like follow the money right and so they go to the town hall and find the records of payments and so what they find out is that the utility bill for the museum which is sitting right on top of the caves, the utility bill for the museum is $4,000 a month. And that's absurd. But they have these new gas lamps in town and they're like, but the town isn't paying anything for gas, any gas bill. And so the gas is also the byproduct. So you've that got Oompa genius. Oompa covering up the thing and then the gas lamps yeah. are allowing the methane to be burned off. That's also a byproduct. I love but then that. we hearken back to Insane Charlie who has a lot of these weird little rhymes. I only wrote down one of them because it's related to the actual criminal enterprise. And he says, I mean, he says a lot of these things, but he says, in high, out low, makes you wonder what I know. Yeah, like straight to the camera. (laughs) I said, I repeated that to Joe. Yeah. Because it's creepy. I was like, what did he say? (laughs) And Eleanor also made a note of it, in high, out low. And so that indicates that the boats are coming in empty and they're leaving mysteriously low. Oh. So what's going into the boats? It's the oil. Oh my God, I did not put that together. So That's it is so great. a clever plot, in my opinion. It's like a pretty smart, you know, yet improbable criminal enterprise yeah. by Captain Jack and his false hook hand son and the other son. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I don't know why found it impossible to pay attention to what the fuck was going on i just like could not pay attention to this episode huh i was such movie uh, oh well i mean i know why but i've i've i was totally fine you were hooked i like i i wasn't hooked you were hooked hand I was I was following it. It just felt like an episode of the show. I rewatched mm-hmm. it today because I there were large. You rewatched it, Joe. I, That's I, amazing. Yeah, I rewatched it and I was like, oh, okay. Through the middle of the episode, the movie, I was like, oh, okay. That's what was going on, and then just drifted off again, and then had to turn, spin it back around, and start oh, wow. it again. So I, w- huh. I watched it about three times and <laughs> still am confused. You, you're still bringing up things that I completely missed, which is kind of crazy. The in high out low stuff was, I would, I did not. Well, I, I miss, I, I even remember the discussions about the, uh, the gas bill versus the electric bill or whatever. Mm. Like I remember mm, yeah. that whole thing. 
and thinking that'll come up later. And it, and in my mind, it never did. <laughs> <laughs> Even on my third well, I watch. Sort of, I sort of like that it would be something that you guys would just both be like, oh, what a weird small town. They just have night concerts. Yeah, constantly. Every night. There was Related one. I remember one Is shot. Bo Edison? There's a slow pan <laughs> over the night concert, and that's where I couldn't pay attention, even though I was trying so hard. I couldn't. There, they, oh, no. The hearts met people at that concert and were talking to them, and I have no idea what they said even now because there was like, I could not pay attention to that, that slow pan over the night Because you were too distracted thinking about the fall fling, the upcoming yeah. fall fling. Yeah, I was so excited for the fall it's fling. It's like, is it a barn dance or is it the fall fling? Is it a barn dance or is it the fall fling? Clearly no one in town is a, is branding. Wondering when the photographer Bad Seed Child's father Ugh. was going to come home and where okay. he was. And give her some more unicorns. Doing. So Claire, yeah. Claire, the, the, the squatter, s- the squatographer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good one. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, she, this, my only, my only thing that I kept focusing on was, oh, Claire was from the X Files. She was a psychic waitress right. who had Stop one of the Claire. <laughs> she had one of the most depressing storylines on an X Files episode ever. <laughs> really? She was this miserable waitress who kept experiencing an abduction oh, over no. and over again. And it's oh god, it was so miserable. So every time I saw her, I was like, "You're." I'm glad that you're kind of happy squatting. Yeah, like you've escaped, and now you have the bad seed. (laughs) You have the bad seed. You're squatting in a in a given. It's a Victorian house that they're squatting in, and and your husband or whatever is just gone, gone, and he never shows up, does he? Well, he he shows up off screen to fix the famous bridge. Oh, Jonathan hired because he works in construction. So oh. there's not a lot of work in King Kingman's Ferry oh, for the husband, but he's gone man. for like he's <laughs> gone for like four, four months at a time, and then he makes these weird unicorns for that malevolent seeming child. And I'll just say, in terms <laughs> oh of God, child yeah. characterizations, that you know, I don't, I don't like them, but I also don't like it when it's overly cutesy or really mugging for the camera like i can't abide that but i learned there's something that i like even less which is when they overcorrect and go in the other direction and the child is a bizarre malevolent stoic yeah that that acts like she's 90 Mm -hmm. and it's like you're actually not like you're just your dad is just at work you're not, it hasn't just been you and your mom uh, out there on your own uh, this whole time. P.S. Are you guys eating fast food every meal? I mean, no shade, but like if a weird, malevolent, bad seed child was lecturing me about how and when I should eat my french fries in front of a guest in the building we're occupying illegally, um, yeah. that's a problem for me and would require me to discipline the bad seed. That that scene, there's a line. The mom, the, it's so fucking weird to me i don't know why this line is so weird where she's like mom your food's getting cold and the mom's like oh it just takes two seconds to reheat right and it's just this, oh the, god it's so weird that's when we find out that the girl is actually the mom but yeah. they have switched bodies right. well that's it well the uh claire actually yeah. says it's it's very hard having a nine-year-old mom or whatever. <laughs> they've been right. inhaling for methane a split gas second, for i was i was like months. I was like, "Ooh, it's about to get crazy," but it doesn't. Well, then, what it's you know what it was though it was Gilmore Girls. Yeah, Gilmore Girlsy. 
It was just like in a, like a not fun way. It was like, yeah, exactly. It was like a right. five Stars years. Hollow concert series presents. Honestly, if they said this was Stars Hollow, <laughs> it would have made total sense. I would have and paid if attention. Claire was Lorelei yeah. <laughs> and her daughter was was whatever her daughter's name is, Rory. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that lo- left my brain. I've R- seen Rorelei. the whole series a hundred times now. Yeah. But that's like that would be that would make sense. Yeah. Like I'm going to just start to think of this as the origins of Gilmore Girls. Okay. I shall not engage in conversation about the Gilmore Girls. That's fine. That's I, fine. I Even though like, I brought it up. <laughs> I love the thought that they've been inhaling methane for the past however many oh, months. Oh, they're all they're all suffering from gas leak. So like. they all have like hallucinations. <laughs> They all think right. that there's like a concert happening Which every is night. Even more stars Halloween. Yeah. Like it's kind of great. I kind of want to make can everyone's I make an edit? in a weird, <laughs> yeah. weird place where they think there's a woman in a long gray dress sitting on the edge of their bed in the middle of the night. Everyone hears footsteps upstairs in the attic, but their houses <laughs> don't have attics. Yeah. It's called carbon monoxide poisoning. Yeah. Everybody. And you all have it. Yeah. She also looked exactly like the actor that's in every Ryan Murphy thing. What's her name? Oh, Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. She looked exactly like Sarah Paulson to me. Uh, she looks like if Sarah Paulson was in a bit of an accident. <laughs> Ouch. Because to her face. Yeah. She also. A face accident. A face accident. <laughs> the thing I caught on my fourth viewing of this movie was that she was like, um, <laughs> yeah, Eleanor took me under her wing because she thought I would become like you. And I was like, oh, uh, my yeah. God. Don't say that out loud. Don't ever say that out loud. Just think that. And then get rid of that thought from your whole life because that's horrible. Like, why are you doing that to yourself and to Jennifer at the same time? So no one respects property in Kingman's Ferry. I mean, not a single person, including Jennifer, who just breaks into the newspaper office and then discovers that there is a mother and daughter squatting there. (laughs) I mean, it's hard to know who is the bigger problem. It's disturbing, but I like it when she's like, He's like, how do you, how are you, Jonathan's like, how are you going to get in? And she's like, well, you have to know the secret. Well, it turns out in Kingman's Ferry that the secret is you hide the key on top of the door frame. That's not much of a secret. No, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they act like Jonathan and Jennifer, they act like they broke in uh, into Jonathan and Jennifer's house. The way they, when they find them, she keeps apologizing to them. And it's like, they broke into your home, but your she's workplace <laughs> slash <squatting>. home, <laughs> and you're apologizing to them. And they were like talking to your daughter without you there. It just, that just seems so weird. Well, it's like, why is there a little girl there? That's the creepiest thing to me. Or it's like, wait a minute, what's happening? Oh, well, yeah. And her mom was in the dark room, which was, yeah. Again, yeah. like I don't know. I don't I don't want to dwell too much on Claire because she had a really hard time in the X-Files. Well, the other thing about <laughs> Claire is her husband, why is he doing construction far away? He could make millions of dollars on those unicorn statues because just mass produce that unicorn statue. It was divine. My <laughs> finding the fucking time to make the unicorn yeah. statues. I was like, how is he doing that? Yeah, maybe come is home he to like see your daughter. Setting up some sort of weird resin pouring mold <laughs> yeah. making situation, like in his in his motel room or something. Yeah, what the fuck is it was he fully doing? glazed. He too. left you. <laughs> yeah, he left you, and or he is not real or is dead. Like those are the three options: multiple choice, A, B, or C. He left you. He's dead. 
Or he's not real. He fully left her because she's like, that's he makes this in his spare time. And that's like a nine hour at least unicorn. The way Sorry, that Eric, we're still talking about Claire. I yeah. know she went through a lot with that psychic uh that unicorn situation. You guys I'm just don't understand. Like she was she was being I do understand. abducted do while not pouring say coffee. I don't understand at the work. files ever. <laughs> do not say that ever. <laughs> Is that one of the episodes that you drew for me on a <laughs> On a slip of paper. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. I wish I would have kept all of those. Claire. Oh, I wish you would have kept them too, because I need a new tattoo. Did did this character, though, (laughs) before we erase Claire, did she just give us? Did she give us any plot development? Uh, No. What plot development did she give? She gave us the the ability to fix the bridge at the end. That's it. Yeah. Why was she in this? Did that even seem worth it? No. That was a thread I already forgot about. I so okay. Maybe I'm unless there's a headless horseman trying to decapitate somebody (laughs) on the covered bridge. I don't want to know from covered bridges. I really don't. Maybe I'm wrong, but I I got the impression that Claire was supposed to be slightly comic reliefy. Because Ugh, there are a couple fail. of big fail, mm-hmm. big fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is her her line about having a nine year old mother, um, yeah. which I you know whatever that was mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. But then there is a scene where she takes a photo because she's the photographer. She takes a photo during some moment when the hearts are talking to the cops or something, mm-hmm. and. Uh, everyone turns to her and she goes, "Oops, sorry." Sorry, like yeah. it's oh, right. like, it, like it's supposed to be funny. Yeah, so be like a, just a tiny bit of want want. Yeah, so I feel like she's <sighs> supposed to be want want, but <laughs> she can't do it. You're reminding me. So also- she's supposed to be like Diane Keaton, baby boom, working mom vibes. <laughs> where it's like, oh, look at you, little country baby. Yes, or she's supposed to be <laughs> okay. like Lorelai Gilmore. Oh, which I would love if she was more like Lorelai. <laughs> <laughs> There was a joke that Mayor Trout, I almost called him Professor Trout, Mayor Trout (laughs) says when Jonathan gives him some coffee to sober him up and he spits it out (laughs) and that it made me, it made me feel pain that they thought this was like a funny joke. Stop saying yes when you want to say no. What? That's the book that's in the in the office. Oh, right, right, right. The, when they first go in and he's passed out drunk. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he says, it's only coffee. I got to liven this up a little. Yeah. <laughs> he says, it's coffee. He spits it out and says, it's coffee. And Jonathan's like, oh, you're very alert. And he's like, it's, but I mean, it's only coffee. And it's just like. Yeah, I need to liven this up a little. It just made, it just made me feel pain because it was like, that's not a realistic thing that anyone would do ever. I don't know. Not that this is like a realistic movie at all. I, I don't know. I've, I've, in defense I kinda of Mare Trout. The, the spit take. Ugh. In defense of Mare Trout. He is the mayor <laughs> of a dying town of like five people, which contains a photographer with, and her mother. With, her yes, but mother. like the photographer is squatting in the newspapers office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one gives a fuck. The only thing that's happening is concerts every night. <laughs> so he is just one hundred percent allowed to drink himself to death. Like he yeah. is in a place where yeah. people would go to drink themselves to death. Like this yeah. is some Annie Prol ass shit. So like, let it happen. Let it happen. I that thought it was is... fine. I thought he was great. He had a great sense of humor. 
Oh, my I... God. <laughs> That's such a depressing take on American small towns. Those are places no, where no, people no, go to. Specifically New, New England. <laughs> they keep they keep walking my Sorry, sisters. <laughs> on the on the pier that is an illustration of a car falling through the pier. Oh yes. Uh, right? Was it dead slow? Phrase, dead slow. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, I kind of like that. Like that's ominous." Uh-huh. But then I, I kind of wandered off much like I did when I found out there were weeknight concerts. I just like sort of sort of just wandered off down that hallway thinking like dead slow. Dead slow. What does that even mean? Is yeah. that a real sign? Is it a fake sign? I didn't go so far as to Google it up to see if that's a real sign that happens on Pierce, but I was like, it's supposed to just like be ambient or whatever, but we see it a lot. Like I've never seen that sign before. Yeah. And I feel like I legit live like where I'm sitting right now in the front space of my weird place i live i mean i am three blocks from a pier mm. i feel like i would have seen that sign before yeah that's the the sign equivalent of a actual legitimate doctor giving you the diagnosis stone death it's like the same <laughs> right. level of like what she's, she's stone deaf she's there's nothing stone, she's stone deaf stone deaf she'll never ice skate again <laughs> yeah dead slow <laughs> It's a uh, sassy sign. I thought I saw the sign and I thought it was foreshadowing, but sadly it wasn't. I yeah, didn't even too. see the sign. Oh. Oh, I got it's the in sign. a kind of an elaborate yet simplified drawing that is the international symbol for your fucking car's gonna hit specifically one particular plank on the pier and mm. then it's gonna blow out. Yeah. You're gonna die. That's what that sign is telling you. <laughs> that sign also but tells in a me very it's like menacing way. Doing it mm. real slow is just you're still gonna fall through this. Yeah, yeah, there's not. I'm like, is it an announcement? Is it a warning? <laughs> is it just like telling you you're going to be dead? I don't really know. But nobody was driving on the pier anyway, so who the fuck cares? The sign doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Not um, even Charlie, the former FBI agent, <laughs> saying like hoo ha or whatever every time somebody talks to him. He's like in high, out low, dead slow. He's like, <laughs> so he's like, like an. A 24-hour Boo Radley. Like, he's like an inverse Boo Radley. Well, no, because he's out in the nighttime and the daytime. Yeah, no, he he's is like, 24-7. But that was a put-on, yeah, right? he's the hardest-working eccentric in show business. So he was actually insane because he, when no, they find out. he's traumatized. But when he's they find out he's an FBI agent, he his all that shtick goes away. And he starts talking. Um, uh, not no, really. not really. Really? No, he's still, he's still nutty. He's just. Okay. He's just. Less. Uh, being he's being open with them he definitely becomes more coherent but he acknowledges to them that he it's his coping mechanism that yeah. he is so traumatized that he masks it okay um with these behaviors but that he considers himself to be mentally damaged from that experience okay. it's like it's like something it's a character trait that in other hands <laughs> Could have been very effective, very affecting. Mm-hmm. Um, like and like Hal Ashby would have done a great job with that. Oh, Hal like Ashby. Hal Ashby would have would have given us a character that we talk about for years and years and years. Mm. Who like just just his hair alone? Yes. <laughs> um, but and I think that I kind of held on to that once you find out that he is he's a Fed who who is like. 
I got to get out of this. Mm -hmm. I immediately loved him and loved all of his antics. Mm. Uh, It didn't hit the way that they wanted it to hit or the, the, I'm assuming that the writers wanted it to hit pretty sure the director Mm -hmm. and the, and the uh, channel what I don't know what, how you say that the channel the that was airing this uh, was like we don't give a shit mm. like just solve the solve the mystery yeah he is very forgettable like I I don't know oh I don't it, think Charlie's forgettable I think he's just uh, I think so mishandled I almost forgot him <laughs> the only thing memorable about him was his run to the bus at the end which oh, was adorable and really crazy. I thought it was cute that they they made the town slogan his you're gonna you're gonna love it here thing. Or yeah, uh, yeah, me too. That was really adorable. I sort of appreciate that they're calling out like work trauma. Yeah, yeah. I think Which for the, the sign, hearts are immune to. <laughs> for the sign, they could have added the hey yahoo yah. That would have been cute. That would have been better. That would have been cute because but that that's would have been too specific. cute. That would have been too cute. Can you and weird. Can you, either of you explain Max's arrival to me? Uh, it was needed and necessary. Max being in the episode, yes. He's, he's got to go undercover. Okay. Because something's happening, but yeah, they just don't know up. what. He can go where they can't go. He can follow Charlie. He's pretending to be Russian. being conspicuous. Right? At the beginning? <sighs> when he first... Because Jonathan and Jennifer are eating at the pier diner the morning after the the mayor was found dead near 10 feet mm-hmm. away from this diner the next morning or the morning course, after the fall fling slash barn there. yes jonathan and jennifer <laughs> are eating brunch 10 feet from where a dead body lay i, I love that you're calling that brunch swollen <laughs> swollen and and decay he wasn't in there very long dead he body. wasn't in there no, very long he was swollen he literally before. just walked into the museum but and he was when thing but Jin was pickling his organs before he even <laughs> fell in so he was already in decay um okay hours later five five hours max later they're eating breakfast next to the point where he fell into his death um, <laughs> and they're, I, this is just on par with the heart yeah so they probably had a bath like, so i don't know why you're <laughs> they probably had a why bath bringing this up with a message on the wall that said get the fuck out of our town <laughs> It's get a, out of this bath. It's which is fine. I accept all of that. I just didn't get the Max arrival. Be, he's being having a Russian accent. Jonathan seems to know why he's there. Jennifer seems surprised. I didn't understand something was happening. I took it as Jonathan called Max and said, "We we need an inside man. Please show up yeah. undercover." They did call Max, yeah. right? So it's it's just to have a mole who can like go and talk to the dock workers uh-huh. because there's something going on with the dock workers. Okay, mm-hmm. he's there ships. to spy on them, and right, everyone knows who in town knows who the hearts are at that yes. point, so they can't. They don't know Max move though. undetected, right? Yeah. And he's has or freeway, <laughs> yeah. or freeway junior. He does not know freeway junior. I'll tell you that much. But he immediately walks up to the hearts and starts talking to them, and then. Jonathan comes over and is like, maybe use the Queen's English instead of this Russian accent. Yeah. I, that's like, that's he what said was, that he was playing. He was doing too much. Okay. So he was like, it was a humorous moment. It was like, don't be so conspicuous. Yeah. Okay. What I, I, I just was confused. What, what whole... I loved when Max arrived though, is that he sat down and said to the waitress, 
bring Hardy breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she says some shit to him. She like, she, she mouths off to him and he immediately says, can I have your phone number? <laughs> I loved it. It was like perfect Max moment. I like that. Hearing she you say it. She did seem like a Max lady. Totally. I was just like confused through that whole scene. Also, I, and I've, I felt this way in the last episode too. Is, is Lionel, I'm not talking about Max now. I'm talking about Lionel. Mm-hmm. Is Lionel super drunk? Um, maybe. I mean, there's some real. I think slurry. he's just old. He's old. I think he's just I, old. Yeah, you're right. It's you're ten right, you're years older. later. You're right. For sure. Yeah. I think it's just that there's still like that spark is still there. Like he he delivers a line every once in a while. It's like, oh god, that's that's mm-hmm. Max, and it's mm-hmm. so good to have him. Oh man, I love it when he's chasing Charlie around on the beach. Yes, <laughs> that was great. Good shit. Mm-hmm. That was great. Uh, but there were like any time that he's actually like interacting with people, mm-hmm. there's a lot of slurry. So I mean, it's probably just his age, but uh, yeah, I think it definitely is. Uh, yeah, I'm not noticing it at, to the point where I'm distracted. So I noticed maybe it I'm in not. the first movie as well. Mm. Um, a bit, yeah. So which which also like kind of speaks to age being being the thing, but. I, uh, is it bad that I'm like, I just hope that it's him being drunk? <laughs> no, that'd be fun. I hope that he's mare trouting. <laughs> I don't say sundowning anymore. I say mare trouting. Mm. Um, all right, bring well, Hardy breakfast. Okay, on the on the topic of Lionel Stander, he died the year this movie came out. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, I just found that out myself. I was trying to look up when he was born. 1908. So that is is a great life. Yeah. Yeah. There's a fantastic amount of time on earth and he fucking filled it with some amazing, amazing shit. So he died at the end of November 30th, 1994. Shit. So this is our last max came out. This is our last max. Ellen. It must be. You just decided to keep that from us. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I wasn't even trying to figure out when that happened, but I was trying to figure out when he was. I was trying to figure out how old he was when they made this movie. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> no, he's in the next movie. Yeah. Oh well, then what the fuck? Yeah. So they. I mean, does they, he die in the next so movie? Or do we? <laughs> Previous to the year 1994. That's just I've I've learned not to ask any questions about next episodes. My first note about the movie is that they stuck with their movie intro with, which was, it's very muted. Shitty music. It's just, it's kind of interesting that they just were like, we need a movie intro and we're just going to do that for the movies. I guess. I wonder if they're sticking with that throughout all the movies. What's funny is that it's, it's just the TV intro with the sentences done in Yoda. Yeah. It's like, yeah. This is Jonathan Hart, a millionaire. Yeah. Self-made. Trash uh-huh. can, not trash cannot. <laughs> <laughs> and and muted and kind of not not with excitement. No, in the it's voice. Just, it's just bad. It's not it, it's I love not the good... shots of them. They look great, but it's like, why did you just have the intro? You could just have the same intro. It would have been fine. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to bring up the blonde elephant in the room that we have not discussed yet which is uh the dock worker who has (laughs) the most insane hair the hair that hair dude that is 
<laughs> I mean, I I was alive and cognizant when that was like a look. Uh-huh. And even when it was a look, and I'm saying this to everybody out there who might be considering this hair <laughs> or who might have <laughs> even those who might have this hair, I'm not gonna I'm not trying to make any judgments against you or your character. That's kind of you. Please don't do that. It's scary. It's just scary. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? What is it? It's like unstyled, just regular grown up hair. That is not unstyled, sir. That is a uh, that is a quaff. Oh, it's like pushed back. That has been blown, teased, dyed, highlighted, curled. Oh, really? That is a lot of work. And oh. it really just makes you look like you sell cocaine <laughs> or you sell meth and say that it's cocaine. This is the hairstyle I'm currently considering because I'm growing my hair out. Right you're going to you're going to in the future wake up bald. Yeah. Just know <laughs> I that. I probably will. If it, the closer it gets to that, the shorter your hair is going to be when you wake up in the morning. I thought of his hair as just this is his natural hair and it just grow grew out. You don't think so? You think this is like majorly styled? I like that nobody listening knows what any of our hair looks like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feels, have any. That feels like a blip, like a blessing. <laughs> yeah. In some ways, I've never thought about that before. But how delightful! How great! We look the opposite of what you think, listeners. Am I the only one of us with a private personal account? Yes. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a private. Account. Oh. I don't post you know, anything. You know that why? Needs to be because private. creeps. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um. Because guys with hair like that. Yeah, this guy. Yeah. Creeps with hook hands. With hooks <laughs> hook hands. that they're holding Fake with their regular temporary hands. temporary hook hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so cool if they just gave that guy an actual pirate yeah. hook hand. Stop know. erasing yeah. amputees. Yeah. That would have been fun. Stop erasing hook hands, rather, <laughs> more specifically. Although he does Please. know how to use a fucking hook. He intimidates Jonathan by He's a fisherman. It, He's a dockman. But he scrapes it along a barrel to shoot sparks out. That was... Which is a cool hook hand move. Totally. Yeah. He's that like, was really free hook hand, hook hand. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's like, I'm... Yeah, he's like, this will be so cool when my hand gets torn off in a net. <laughs> by a shark. <laughs> By a yeah. shark that I never stop hunting for the rest a of my life. A million percent. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. The ethos. <laughs> the end. Goodbye. The the end. Ratings. Okay. I, I have nothing more to say about this episode, really. Like the oh. the the episode, um, the movie, the movie ended. Like they there was a battle royale. The movie ended. There was a battle That's royale it. on the docks. Uh, once once the plot was figured out. Um, Captain Jack is the bad guy, which was obvious to me from the first uh, minute we saw him. One, he was wearing a turtleneck with a blazer. I don't remember two, seeing he, him before two, he was holding a gun. As soon as Jennifer sees him, she says, this is Captain Jack. He's the... Uh, Captain Jack is our neighborhood lady killer. And I was like, okay, well then he killed right. Eleanor. He killed Eleanor. But they were all saying mysterious shit like that. That one was too... It was too cleverly placed in the episode for me to not think it was actually uh, some I info. feel like right off the bat even though it is at that all white people wicker man um, weird disgruntled festival called Eleanor's funeral <laughs> Captain Jack says something so boring and <laughs> kind of inappropriate and long 
<laughs> that I just didn't like him because of that. He could have been the hero and I would still not like him because it was just like, Jesus Christ, man, it's already the worst day ever, but yuck. <laughs> I'm like learning. And then the one one of the town people complaints was my daughter has to be in a classroom with sixth graders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That stuck with me. I'm learning that we saw Captain Jack before the scene where he was holding a machine gun. Yes. He spoke at the yeah. funeral. He was at the he was at one of the concerts. This will reflect on my rating. He's there when yeah, when the I, sons are menacing Jonathan. I really watched it like three times and I still don't remember seeing him before that scene. Anyways, I think it's time for Pick Your Pug. I had forgotten about this because I really don't have one. Me too. Um, this is Pokeless. Wow. No pokes in Kingman's Ferry. I'm poking the sheriff. Oh, the dad from the police chief. Darman yeah, police Greg. chief. <laughs> he was voted in as the police chief. Something about yes. him really, really bugs me. Really? And I don't know what it is. Mm, I don't know. He's like handsome. Nah. But it's like very light. I did I did mention in my notes to myself <laughs> that the hearts still think <laughs> that cops are useless. Yeah, definitely. She tries to yeah, fight. Yeah, they're her. very A cab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. it. Ellen, you got a <laughs> you got a hook? <laughs> uh, Roddy McDowell. Roddy. Obviously. Mm, the lawyer. With his New England accent. The sign. Poor pen penmanship. All I kept thinking about was him eating ice cream in the pilot episode. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drop ice cream. <laughs> there was some wishbone style music going on <laughs> early wishbone, the series about the de- time traveling detective dog yes, yes. when they go okay. to see the, the mayor that's right before the that shaggy. scene when they're kind of walking around the town it's wishbone. wishbone i have a question is wishbone always wearing like a little elizabethan hat with the feather in it or is he- that just the one episode of wishbone that i've seen <laughs> he's wearing oh like the robin hood hat like a, no, it's like Elizabethan, like a little flat oh, velvety hat. With well, like no, a long I've seen him feather. in like a Robin Hood hat. I've, I always oh. think of him in a Robin Hood hat. Yeah, huh. yeah. All right, but wishbone th- rad. I- <laughs> <laughs> wishbone. He wore he wore many That's our outfits. Next podcast. Yeah, wishbone. Oh my god, <laughs> wishbone. Has that been? Is that out there? That, if it is, I'd like to listen. If it's not, I'd like to conquer that. We're that is it. so fucking random that I. Because I am absolutely the Joe. I'm the Joe. I've only seen. It's like yeah. wishbone and the Smurfs. I've only <laughs> seen like the one episode, and I don't remember shit about it. But I have a lot of questions. The little Elizabeth. I'm still. I'm still me in this in this scenario because I remember ah! seeing an episode or two when yeah. I would get home from school. Oh, good. You're the catalyst. That's kind of how I am too. But probably I've probably seen more episodes than you. So I guess I'm a devoted lover, but I don't remember Ooh. any of it. I, I remember the Don would... Quixote episode, <laughs> and that's pretty much it, I think. <laughs> how many episodes of Wishbone are there? I don't know. We can find out. When is Wishbone? <laughs> don't say 1993. I'm going to start fucking screaming. <laughs> the same year as Jurassic Park. <laughs> There's two seasons. 1995. Eric's like, I hate the 90s. The 90s only are ugly. two seasons. The 90s are ugly. This, There's uh, 40 episodes in the first wow. season and 10 episodes in the second. Wishbone, here we come. Children's Wishbone, programming come. is different. Oh, wait. Season two episodes. Halloween Hound, The Legend of the Creepy Collars. Oh. Oh. And it's a two-parter. Dibs, dibs, dibs. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done.
Because I never ain't, I ain't never seen it, as they say. I don't uh, know who says that. Oh um, God, bone of arc. Yeah, who ya? Bone Which of bone? arc. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> okay, wait. Now I'm yeah. kind of wanting to watch this. Ooh, <laughs> Frankenbone. Oh Frankenbone. <laughs> Frankenbone. Okay. See? Listeners, now if you I'm want us to do, sense, does it not? <laughs> Bark to the future. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if you want us to do uh, a podcast about Wishbone after yes. we're done, please yes. let us know. <laughs> Mutkatir. Oh God! Warning: One of us may or may not be pursuing an online uh, degree in public history for kicks. <laughs> Oh my god! This I would watch all these episodes. Let's buy. Oh my god! I'm ordering the DVDs. I I await your decision (laughs) as we function as a group. (laughs) This is Um, switch to Wishbone podcast right now. Can we please? Yeah, I think we just did. Did we not? (laughs) I'm ready with my rating. The first Wishbone episode. Yeah, I think I think it's time for ratings. Jody, wait, wait. Well, yeah, I have more to say at the end of the episode. They drive up to Jonathan's like, we got to leave at five in the morning, oh right? When the sun rises and Jennifer's like, we're Why? driving from our, New England. Yeah. Our flight's not until 3 p.m. Why are we leaving? And then they drive somewhere and she looks up and she said, he's like, are your eyes closed? Are your eyes closed? And she looks up and she says, oh, it's so beautiful. And they cut to the ugliest bridge imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like my was, rotting gazebo in my childhood home. It was the up. most basic basic ass your childhood home had a rotting gazebo yeah in montana is that a montana thing yeah it was like when we moved there i think that gazebo was like 50 years old it was rotting like it wasn't safe to go onto that gazebo (laughs) do you think that's what happened to the gazebo in stars hollow Mm. asking for a friend there probably that weren't gazebo as many romantic didn't kisses. rot at all it was perfectly uh functional and beautiful the entire run. i bet it i bet it's fuck now <laughs> i did have one other note and it is it is something that i wanted to talk about so when the hearts so eleanor biddlecombe was killed by having her brakes cut when she was driving mm-hmm. away in the rain mm-hmm. A uh, common occurrence in Heart Heart Universe. Yeah. You're supposed to drive mm-hmm. dead slow. So Once the hearts uncover a lot <laughs> of this shit, their brakes are cut. Yeah, yeah. And they also go careening down these Truth. northern central California <laughs> streets. <laughs> right. Little Scary. New England. For Scary. the first time, we see Jonathan turn the car off, take the keys out, right. and actually stop the car. He throws it into car. park. Yeah, pulls the emergency brake initially. He does it in the exact order that you would mm. try and do that. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to bring that up. I mm. think it's important that mm. we see that our heroes have learned from previous <laughs> encounters. Yeah, that's great. And, and I think it's important the that they stop doing that because they should forever be careening downhill. Yeah. Uh, with us on the edge of our seats. Yeah, I think so. But that is exciting that he knew what to do, and that's what you do. I love it. I I feel like I feel like Eleanor. It's just like if you're abducted, and then the person's sitting there. What you should do if you're behind the wheel is do all the things Jonathan does, but you should pop their seatbelt buckle because then when you slam on the brakes. When the emergency brake catches, they'll go flying through the windshield and hopefully die, or you can then run them over. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I do love that. I'm going to remember that when that happens to me. I do love oh. that Jonathan got to do some fighting this episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, was like good. a little mini- That was good fighting. Fight. I mean, it's like, that's a scary 
Uh, that's a very menacing murder scene. I mean, those fuckers are like, we're going to take out one twentieth of this, the entire population of Kingman's Ferry because we're taking oil out of here. Yeah, and that guy had long blonde hair, <laughs> which was horrible. Um, last thing I want to talk about is maybe they could have done a reshoot for the shot where Jonathan and Jennifer kiss on that bridge and they oh! pull back and they go around a pillar of the bridge and then the pillar of the bridge is blocking them for a full like quarter of that shot. Yeah. And then it pulls back to just show the bridge. Maybe you want to just try shooting that like from the road perspective, just pull back and show Jonathan and Jennifer on the bridge. It was just like, clearly the only take they had and they used it for the last shot if we're talking about camera angles can we please talk about how it's filmed in the same place where they shot the birds and there's a million percent these crazy hitchcockian film angles throughout the entire yes i do have that in my notes too that it's like every every shot of them in an interior mostly like but almost psycho always, upwards angle yeah it's like mm-hmm. the camera is on the ground <laughs> at mm-hmm. all times mm-hmm. looking up at these people oh yeah i didn't even mm-hmm. notice which that. is great that's i think yeah, it's, fantastic. it's awesome yeah i love yeah the small northeastern town just brings stephen king to mind immediately which i love that vibe totally especially in the 90s it's like this it's a good creepy vibe immediately yeah they could have gone a little creepier yeah definitely but it was pretty creepy like thinking the whole town was against them and dead slow would have been such a good name for this as an Mm. episode well they should have had a car wreck on a pier also if they're going to show that sign but that's it that's that's it for me i think all right well ratings zero to five hearts still applies um do you want to hear the sisters no i want to hear it after okay after um i'm gonna give this a four Mm. because i enjoyed it uh quite a bit there's there is a kind of homey (laughs) it is kind of a stephen kingy nature to it also sorry ellen don't listen uh, earmuffs, a uh, little stars Halloween. Ah! Oh, she <laughs> There is. It has like that cozy, yeah. that cozy thing that I like. Yeah. Uh, and I thought the script was really tight. Like mm-hmm. everything kind of comes together really nicely. Um, yeah. I'm I'm still like just learning tonight that the the gas lamps were actually part, <laughs> part of the plot. I I'm I'm like wow, that's really cool. <laughs> that is cool. That's a good uh, idea. So yeah, it's a it's a four. It's not a five because actually, you know what? It's a four point five. Oh wow! It's a four point five. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I have to adjust for the movies. Um, uh-huh. it's four point five. You have to adjust them up. I have to adjust them for what the movies are like. Uh. Uh-huh. My enjoyment of the movies is different than my enjoyment of the episodes of the series. I'm going with a four because I did enjoy it. And for the the main thing that I'm rating it so highly is that it it is, it does have the spirit of heart to heart still, which Mm -hmm. I was so worried was going to get lost when we started these movies. And this is the movie where I saw the clip during my like obsession with, whether they knew that show was ending or not and searching out the interviews with the hearts with uh, the actors. And this is the movie where they showed the clip of them entering her old 
newspaper and she finds the uh the um what's it called like the carving of her and her old boyfriend oh yeah which was a cute scene cb cb yeah which she which who she had some fun with but it was like that's for some reason the clip i saw and i was like that looks horrible for some reason but in this movie it was great it was great it was a great little scene i don't know why i had that mental image that it was going to depart so much from the spirit of the show but it it's holding on to that really well in a in a great way it's lengthening out at, and but it's not a five because of my i just inability to pay attention to <laughs> the plot and that's like there it just lost me so hard against my will i just mm. could not pay attention for some for whatever reason the slow pacing i don't know what it was not even that it was that slow paced we've watched some slow paced episodes of heart to heart before this was this kept going. I don't know what it was. There was just something about it that was like, I was just confused a lot. Like the max arrival, the villains, the, the plot. It took me the third watching to figure out what, what the criminals were even doing. <laughs> I think they just say things too fast. I don't know what's going on, but so it's, a, it's, a, it's a, not a five, but it's a four for those reasons. Impressive. Hmm. Ellen. Um, it's a five for me. Wow. Nice. I, love, I love this one. I love this one. I think that the crime is clever. I love um, the resolution and the reveal of the character of Charlie. I always like Wicker Man vibes. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm in five. Love it. The end. Nice. My favorite thing in the world is that we all rated this movie the exact same thing that we rated the last movie. In, in different or, order. In order of our Minimaxes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. It's Weird. true. Oh, yeah. I That's gave a 4.5. Fucking awesome. That's yeah. Funny. So uh, this again, 13.5 is the number to beat <laughs> for the movie. <laughs> uh, so let me tell you the sister community players. Yes. Uh, they, so Bill gave this a five. Wow. Well done, Bill. Jenny gave it a 4.5. Well done, Jenny. Mm-hmm. Rachel gave it a four. Well done, Rachel. Word. We're Jackie gave it a 4.5. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh, there we go. There we go. We are all in sync, we're guys. That's weird, this I is feel like happening. some people were trying to poison uh, the well on the movies. <laughs> I think so, too. There, there we got was. a lot yeah, like, of... Um, yeah. Don't warn me about things I've already seen. <laughs> a lot of people spoke up about the movies. Yeah, the, I had such low expectations of these movies because that, of that, and they're very pleasantly surprising me. So. But now I'm wondering, are they doing like, a, like an Oracle from the Matrix kind of thing where it's like they just told us what we needed to hear? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they told us what we needed What does that mean? Uh, it means that Keanu Reeves was in a movie one time and it was really big and you should well, probably watch it. I, um, I have watched it. I watched it in the theater, but I don't remember very much about and it. Cypher was in an episode of Heart to Heart. Do not school me. Do not school me on Keanu Reeves. Ellen was the one who knew that character. He's, he's going to play me in the movie of my life. <laughs> I, I hope so. Pants? So much. Is that his name? Joey Pantolano. Joey Pantolone. Pantolano. Pantoliano. Pantoliano. Uh, Ellen. Mm. Yes. What are we doing next? Well, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I don't remember when this came out, but um, I'm sure Joe will be sure to tell us <laughs> how, how, years from Jurassic Park. <laughs> how adjacent to Jurassic it was Park. to Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no worries there. 
All right. Uh, next week, we're going to be watching and talking about crimes of the heart. Jonathan and Jennifer Hart travel to the Big Apple, where a play she wrote in college is being produced on Broadway. There's sabotage going on, and when a stagehand is murdered, everyone's a suspect, even Jonathan. Um, Heads up, I just have to say it, and sorry if it's a spoiler alert, but Richard Belzer alert. He plays a detective. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Richard uh, Belzer, everybody. <laughs> Hooray. Crimes Yay. of the Heart came Yay. out one year after Jurassic Park, I, 1994. I'm not to be confused with Crimes of the Heart, the book. Anyways, yes. Okay. I'm excited. This actually sounds like an episode that we've already watched. Like, just <laughs> It really sounds like something from season three or four. Uh, There's hmm. also a pretty woman situation anyways we'll talk about next week yeah yeah i'm now i'm curious like i was about the show ending is like did they try to get a theatrical release for the first one what was the vibe going into all these movies i'm so curious about what their mentality was around doing all these movies i am positive they did not attempt a theatrical release for any of these really hard to hard returns yeah i feel like they would have because the show was so popular no the 90s didn't do television to cinema things unless it was a comedy like the brady bunch movie or Uh, or any snl sort of thing yeah Yeah. like that wasn't really done like there was never a dallas movie or you know anything they wouldn't have done it Hmm. no they would do that there was a stark separation between television and and cinema they don't give a fuck now (laughs) no now it's now it's all one thing yeah Hmm. Hmm. Uh, well everybody so happy that you're still with us thank you so much for listening yeah if you want to talk to us uh, about any of this you can follow us on instagram at it was murder pod and twitter at it was murder pod you can email us at it was murder pod at gmail.com please rate and review us where you're listening to this mm-hmm. give us five stars and write a nice review it really helps us to find more people <laughs> that never stops cracking me up that you just tell people to give us five stars that's that's how it's done and uh <laughs> The other thing that I always say is you can rent these movies from Scarecrow Video, scarecrow.com. You can rent them from your local video store if you have one, or you can just buy them for pretty cheap on eBay Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, if you want to continue to watch these with us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably on YouTube, probably on Vimeo. Like You can just Google these things and they will come up. Uh, so happy that we got to spend some time with the new freeway who I'm starting to, it's, I'm starting to grow very attached to <laughs> freeway junior freeway junior who was used to foil the criminals. And the first scene of the movie where they're in the hot tub together and Jonathan's tracing a landscape down Jennifer's back. Oh, that was so gross. And freeway just jumps in front of her. And it feels like a scene that wasn't meant to be in the movie because she's like, go, get out of the way, get out of the way. That and was cute. Jonathan tells Free- Freeway Jr. to move and he finally does. It's really funny. That was cute. That was cute. But yeah, that whole hot tub thing was was uh, lewd. It was lewd because he was like, I've, I've got to the, I haven't made it to the sweet spot yet. And she's like, oh, yes, you have. And I was like, what? That's that was that was the one line that I thought was cute. I was con- thing. That was confusing. Anyway, I hope that Freeway Junior 
got some treats after uh, helping foil the criminals. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Good night, Freeway. Oh, good night, Freeway Junior. <laughs> good night, Freeway Junior. Keep oh, good night, Freeway Junior. Keep, keep uh, <laughs> dancing and prancing, shaking and quaking. <laughs> uh, Freeway Junior. Hey, yeah, who ya? Hey, yeah, who ya? Yeah.